All right, coming up a little bit later on, though, we're going to deal everything to do with the, the Soweto Derby. We're going to actually put a hashtag out. Hashtag Ask Stadium Management. Berti Grobler will be here to take all of those questions, and we're looking forward to chatting to him. But uh, Prince Obayeni is here with me, and as you know, when I chat to him, I'm chatting about uh, all sorts of players that are applying their trade, uh, players that you and I might not know about, but who are doing excellently uh, in their respective clubs as well internationally. Prince, good to see you. Welcome. Uh, thanks, Tarob, uh, and good evening to the listeners. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you back again <laughs> in the in the hot seat. Uh, I know you've been very, very busy, but just give us a bit of insight. We're going to take a break just now, but uh, give us a bit of insight in terms of who we're focusing on tonight. Um, Tarob, today we're focusing on um, Belgian-based um, uh, central centre-back, uh, Keith uh, Kronefeld, mm-hmm. um, was born in um, Kimberley. Um, went left South Africa at the age of four. Was born in Kimberley, left South Africa at the age of four for Belgium. Um, so he's been play, playing football since that age until today. He's a 19-year-old centre-back. That's what we're focusing on. Today. So leaving here was it just purely because you know parents had to go? Because we've seen the story again and again when it comes to these players that we haven't heard about. Yeah, I think uh, it's more or less the same. You know, same story of. A job opportunity, a better opportunity than the parents had have to relocate, and obviously, um, a four-year-old boy can't be left alone at home, so they have to take him with. Yeah, so they had to relocate uh, to Belgium, to Antwerp. All right. When we come back from the break, we'll find out exactly who this man is that Prince is uh, talking about. Uh, we get a finer detail of how he's been performing at his club. That's a Keith Grunewald, central defender, uh, playing at uh, Standard Liège in Belgium. All right, catching up with a, a very exciting feature that we normally have here. And uh, we try and bring you as close as possible to some of the uh, top hitters that are applying their trade overseas. Prince Obayeni uh, pops through, a man full of knowledge, personal insight in terms of these uh, players. Uh, Keith Grunewald is one of them. Now, in terms of age, where, where does he sit right now? I mean, is he one of the players that, if you talk to, says he's ready to play for national teams? Has he ever been called up, actually? Um, yeah, actually, Rob, um, he's been called up before. Yeah. Um, last year, in April, there was a, a, a pre-qualifiers uh, squad that was called, provisional squad, uh, that was called by the under-20 coach, uh, Coach Tabo Sinong. He uh, was part of those players. Um, yeah, I was actually interviewed by a couple of uh, you know uh, media outlets, and yeah, he said that he do he does want to play for South Africa, mm-hmm. even though um, at the moment you know at that time he said that you know um, whichever country calls between South Africa and Belgium, he'll be happily uh, will happily play for either or. So I guess it's just up to us. It's up to us to call him, you know, because Belgium has called him. Um, at, at at youth level, he was just called up recently to the under 18s, right. and he's been called up to the under 15s as well. So Belgium are motor- monitoring him, and they've called him up. So um, it's a good thing that we have also called him up. Uh, but it was unfortunate, I think, at one of the qualifiers, I don't, I'm not sure which whether it was against Malawi or Mozambique, mm-hmm. where he was mm-hmm. called, but the paperwork was not um, done, so he couldn't come to that camp to play in those qualifiers. But yeah, he's, he has been called up before. All right. I mean, we do a good job at times of just calling up for the sake of calling up as we're seeing it under 20 level right now. But is it genuine? If you look at Keith Kronewald and you ask yourself, what are some of his strong points? If you had to tell South Africans right now that if, if you play Keith Kronewald in position X, you're going to see wonders. Yeah, uh, yeah, Darob. Um, his position is, is actually a centre-back. Yeah. Um, he's very tall, 
very very tall, uh, nineteen year old. Um, in fact, you know, is 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 so good such that uh, way before he signed he signed for Standard Liège, he had uh, he had trialed at Schalke. Yes. He had trials at Arsenal. He had trials at Manchester United, and all of those clubs wanted to sign him, but for family reasons, because he wanted to be close to family. I mean, he was only sixteen, yeah. so he wanted to then stay at, at Belgium. So he opted for Standard Liège. So for the fact that clubs like Manchester United, Arsenal, and Schalke were impressed with him and wanted to sign him, um, it means that he's very good. I mean, he's nicknamed Varane, so um, wow. he's very good. So he's very good, Arab. So it's unfortunate that you know we've not been able to see him at, mm. at the national team colours. But if, you, if you're Varane, then you're a Champions League. Winner, you're a World Cup winner. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're obviously one of the players that were shortlisted again uh, as potentially being a Bolando nominee. So, you know, in, in short, I'm I'm excited by him, and I look forward to call-ups. And when I say call-ups, and again, I reiterate that South Africa shouldn't waste SAFA money that they don't even have. You know, there's, we might even have a show at some point of players that have been called up to do absolutely nothing or have been sent back home immediately. They were called into camp. I know there's a goalkeeping situation again of a player that was called in from Portugal mm-hmm. to be in camp. Okay. Came through, yeah. Mm. Went to Pretoria. And then all of a sudden they discovered, oh, there's a goalkeeper actually here in Pretoria that we can have. So let a man that we flew all the way from Portugal now go back to Portugal. We actually don't need him. Um, yeah, it's quite, it's quite, you know, astonishing um, to say the least, uh, Daro, because, I mean, here we are, for instance, most of these youth tournaments, yeah, as you see, like yeah. the under 20 that we're seeing now, they're outside of the FIFA calendar. So meaning that our clubs are not obliged to release their players. So if we call up a player all the way from uh, overseas, um, and actually the club actually does that, that does us that um, that favor of actually yeah. releasing him. I mean, we negotiate with the club, the club releases the player. One of their best players at, at the, one of their best players at the, at the youth at the youth um, at the youth uh, setup. Mm. And then when the player is here, the player is not played. I, I think number one, um, the player would not be happy himself that because he could have been he could be fighting for uh, regular football or first team football yeah. wherever they're playing. Um, number two, the, the club, the club that they play for, um, would not be happy that the player was called up here and the player is not played. You know, it's quite, it's quite astonishing. You know, um, so it's quite astonishing. It's quite like astonishing. I'm saying, I mean, that's a story on its own. Now, when we go back to Keith Krunovald and being in the first team and talking about that all important debut, everybody says it's 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 bubbling under. Mm. It's going to happen. Mm. It's anytime soon. How is he feeling? Um, yeah. I think you know he's he's working very hard um, to make sure that he makes that uh, debut, mm. that first team debut. You know, uh, because I mean, all of us were, were a bit surprised that you know he was already promoted to to the first team already. I mean, at the age of, of nineteen, um, which means the, the the coach and the entire staff saw the potential that is in him, and that's why they they they, they promoted him. And yeah, he's fighting very hard for that for that for that first team debut. You know, and it's very good. It's very good that he's fighting. And we hope that it's going to make it very soon. And it seems like it's looming closer because um, I remember uh, before the last transfer window, um, there was rumours that he might be joining a second division team in Belgium just to play f- regular first team football. Right. Um, but that didn't go through because um, I think the coach has plans for him. In, I mean, even in this transfer window, nothing happened. So which means the coach has plans for him. Plans mm-hmm. for him. So it could happen any time. Oh, I, I hope think, so. Yeah, we I should, really, we really hope so. And. And I know that you had conversations with the South African Football Association. Uh, whether or not you want me to raise it, I've raised it. So my <laughs> apologies for that. 
And it's not because of anything. I just think that Safa need your insights as much as the country needs to improve its football. How would you describe those conversations that you had with Safa? Uh, very, very positive, yeah. uh, very progressive. Um, I think, you know, Safa is, is you know, um, they're finally seeing maybe the gap that is there in terms of us valuing these players, us actually using these players, mm. especially now. You know, it's not an issue of three, uh, four, five years ago. It's different now because in the past three years we've had an influx of young players that yeah. are actually going to play uh, overseas. Young players that leave the country at 18 to go play overseas. Young players that were born uh, were born in South Africa but had to live like kids. You know, we, we profiled uh, Katlejo, yes. Kanya, Lishabela is one of them. You know, there's many. So there's this influx of players of over 25 young players mm. at an under 20 level that are in big teams overseas. Tashik Matthews, you know, Elial Foster recently. So if we don't monitor these players, if we don't keep these players together, um, as I mean, as a country and association, we, we stand to lose. So and we, we got Sean Bartlett sure signed at Newcastle as well. Yes, uh, yeah. Tyreek, yeah, yeah. Tyreek Bartlett. You know, yeah. he also plays for the B team of Newcastle. We have uh, Southampton, Spaceslam Lalos, who also profiled him. Yeah. Um, we've got so many of these players. You know, I don't want, I even want to start with the um, Kaiserin yeah, Academy. I mean, we, once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kaiserin Academy is going um, crazy. But you know, you know what the funny thing is that the the lack of recognition again uh, within the the major structures of an academy that won and had a clean sweep of almost everything last season, beating established brands that have been there uh, within so-called academy structures. They were beaten. So for me, that deserves a conversation. After the break, we carry on with Prince. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Prince Sobayeni. I've been arguing that it's the fact that the South African uh, Premier Soccer League, the teams don't play young players. They don't give young players a chance. So that's the trend that we're facing. Players have to leave now from the MTC team to go to Europe. The PSL uh, teams are just don't have confidence in the young players. And these players will have to either go through an academy, like your KZN Academy, uh, for example. And then from there, they have to be uh, pushed directly from the academy without necessarily playing first team football. So, at least I would say that if a player has to leave South Africa, at least 23 must be the maximum age that a player should leave because there's a lot of stakes, not about football only, it's about many other aspects. So that's the challenge that we face. So we must try as PSL teams or as South Africa to export players at a very young age. I mean, mo- most of the players now are going through academies in Europe. Hashtag MSW. Evening Marawa and the team, including the listeners. This is Lisibe Joel CIB from Pretoria. I fully concur with the gentleman that uh, that you have paid a voice note this evening that we need room dividers for football. This is a dying situation. Please, proud Marawa. Please, 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 we beg you. Let us have room dividers because our football is going down the drain. Thank you. All right, seems to be a lot of people reacting to that room dividers for football here. Uh, T-Balls was saying, good evening, Doc. <laughs> uh, I second the, the first voice message regarding the room dividers for soccer. And also, Goodman Ngumalo says, room dividers for football. I am in full support of that. And we want people who are going to touch a lot of nerves until certain individuals uh, feel like they should come forward to comment as well. 
Yeah, there was just a whole lot regarding the room dividers. Maybe if you feel you want to contribute to that, uh, please feel more than free as well. Try that. Go on hashtag MSW006058422250. That's our WhatsApp voice note in conversation right now uh, with the players that we know very little about, but who are doing very, very well. Uh, Prince Obayeni uh, with me in studio. You can also just simply follow him on social media, on Twitter. Makes a great deal of sense, especially when he's fighting uh, with Nigerian uh, counterparts there uh, overall, but all in good spirit for South African football, isn't it? Uh, definitely, Darob. Um, yeah, you know, it's always good to have sound, you know, arguments uh, on Twitter arguments. I mean, that's what the platform is about, yeah. you know, for us to engage and speak about football. All right, all three football. minutes left. Let, let me quickly tap into that whole conversation with, with Safa. So, given the knowledge that you have and which you share with us here on this platform and on MSW, are they open to you giving them the latest updates on these young players so that when it comes to team selection, they know what to do? Yeah, yeah, Darob, they, they are open. Yeah. Um, they actually welcomed me. They welcomed the proposal with, you know, warm hands. Um, they are open, but uh, I think there's just going to be one final meeting um, with the technical committee um, to just finalize everything. Uh, so we just hope that that goes well uh, because we do need, you know, um, these players to be followed, you know, these players to be reported on, uh, these players to actually uh, make sure that we have relationships with these players, you know, as a country, as an association. Now, for them to be followed properly, because we find at times that the coach doesn't actually go overseas uh, to watch any of the players, not because he doesn't want to, but because the means are not there uh, for him to go overseas and watch them. Uh, it's highly unlikely that they'll find time to watch these younger players if they can't do it at the senior level. Yeah, 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 Darup. Um, um I think it's maybe, you know, it's something that has been happening for a very long time now that we couldn't be able to do that. We couldn't be able to watch the players um, from a very young age, mm-hmm. right through, right through, right through, you know. Um, so the same example that I made, you know, with the 29 generation that we failed by not keeping that under 20 squad of 29 of Erasmus Mukocho and, and, and that was captained by Ramachlan Pasele. Yes. It's 10 years down the line, they're still playing. Imagine if you had kept that group together from that young age until today. I, I don't think we, Bafana Bafana would have performed the way that it did because if you kept that group together, I mean, we've seen Lam, we've seen um, um, Schwansteiger playing, play, we've seen them play together for over for a decade and yes. so so that's what we need to, that's what we need to start doing um so what we're saying is that at least um if we can keep this group of players from the under 20 of that went to the under 20 world cup of luther singh and tabo and the rest and we keep them with this group of um this under 20 squad that is currently there and we mix them with a bit of of the experienced players um i think we can have a team going to 2022 and we need to keep these ones that we have together, this group of over 25 together for a very long time. I mean, if they're 19, they're 18, they can give us 10 years of football. I mean, that is music to my ears. Though Pelisile Klingani on Twitter says, is it possible to see the organizational structure of SAFA? He says, I suspect the FA has a big issue of capacity. Why don't we have a network of scouts nationwide as well as internationally? For example, he says, Quentin Fortune and the Doc Kumalos and other former players. I mean, surely that makes sense because big countries like the Germans of this world, Germany, when you look at who is part and parcel of their technical staff, it's all former players that were there being given specific roles to play. Exactly. And, you know, those former players know they've been through 
all of this so they know exactly yeah. you know what what needs to be done what needs to be strengthened you know when there's a weakness they know i mean some of them quintin fortune has played for manchester united um so quintin fortune knows the, the the ins and out of south africa and outside of south africa lucas yeah. lucas Hadem is one another example you know so if you can be able to utilize those 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 former players those legends to be able to assist us in this process i think we can we can have a plan what what needs to do we do have vision uh, 2022 it is a solid plan it is clear but vision to, to us vision 2022 we need to have a plan that is going to assist vision 2022 for instance we have an afcon in 2021 then you know that uh, before you go to war you actually um prepare you, you test your weapon you test yeah. your, your weapon somewhere so 2021 should be the stage where we test yeah. if we have a plan now we say that 2021 maybe so where we're going to we're going to test we must ex um, we must be able to put that plan into practice now then by 2021 we'll see how far are we then we'll have 12 months to before the, the 2022 world cup to be able to make amends and have a solid team you know who are you looking at next week um next week we're looking at um we're looking at uh out in portugal in portimonense <laughs> Prince, thank you so much for coming through, man. Looking forward to our conversation next week. Adding the value that we so aspire towards. Thank you so much, Metro Fam.